So we started talking about um, about the men, about the cursed ground. Um, we spoke about that as the headship, a lot of this falls upon the man. Um, had, had he done what he was supposed to do, he would not have uh, had this. This would not have happened. Um, so we get into cursed is the ground. Again, God says, for thy sake. The, um, the next part of that was kind of like the woman's. Um, talk about in sorrow thou shalt eat, eat of it all the days of thy life. Okay. What do we say what sorrow is? Not me. Not you. All right, just, just sadness. Talks about in verse 19 how in the, in the uh, sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust shalt thou return. Um, it now speaks to that physical nature that we all know about work today. I don't think God intended them. Here we are in this warm room and we're sweating. Okay. <laughs> We all understand, even if we have a job that we, Andy was telling me, you know, he, he's wanting to be a welder and all that kind of stuff. Well, it, during the summertime, he's he's got to go to football practice, so he walks up for football and, and comes back home. And Tuesdays, Tuesdays is eight hours, right? So, you know, he's, I don't want to go. I said, I said, first of all, I said, it's only one hour a day. Everything else is four hours. I said, what are you going to do? You become... A welder. If you do, if you go to a welding, you know, become a welder. Not only are you going to have four more of those, there's a strong chance that you're going to be pulling 50, 60 hours. You know, especially if you're a decent welder. You know, I said, and then the heat and all that kind of stuff is. You think this is unbearable? You load down in welding equipment and start welding. Yeah, but then that's something that I love to do. I said, there is nothing that you love to do every day. Yeah, <laughs> and it may be something that you generally don't mind doing, but there are always going to be those days that... Yeah, and quotas and stuff. Yeah, you, know, you just don't want to do it. Well, thank you, Adam. Okay, so the sweat of the brow, the aches and the pains, you know, uh, anybody have those aches and the pains that come home from work and... Yeah? Mm-hmm. Remember when I, when those first started? <laughs> you know, I mean, I remember it wasn't too many years ago. I thought I was bulletproof, you know. <laughs> now I can't even walk with that stuff hurting, you know. So, you know, you have all this going on. You also, I think, the sorrow comes from the fact that um, the idea that he now has to protect and provide, right? Because... Adam didn't obey God's word, and now he's responsible for this family in this this cursed land. This cursed land that is not going to provide fruit for him just easy, right? Because it talks about thorns and thistles. So now it's going to require really serious work. Um, the animals, I mean, he had dominion over the animals before. We all know that now that's no longer the case so you're going to have animals that can attack and kill and and all that kind of stuff so he's forced with protecting 
And his job is still the same, right? It's still his job to go forth and take care of the land. Um, you have this idea that nothing is going to be easy anymore. And, and, you know, we spoke about how when the women start to have, uh, get pregnant and they start going, you know, they have the child and they, depending on how long or if they have that postpartum depression or blues or whatever it is, that constant worry that they still have for their children no matter how old they get. Um, you know, fathers start having that worry to a certain point of now I have this little helpless being that I have to provide for this child and I have to provide for the mother. Um, there is actually, they say that um, about 7% of men suffer from depression. I'd imagine it's a lot more than that, but we're too stubborn to tell anybody about it. I'll be quite honest. <laughs> you know, in, in all honesty, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that we don't, we, society looks at us as, as weak. Well, used to, not really anymore, <laughs> since I want to be girls now. <laughs> that's, that's true because in so many of the shows and commercials it makes a man look like a wimp and yeah. like a man can't handle things yeah. and there's the almighty woman yeah yeah they've definitely reversed the roles in tv shows oh, yeah. even if they're not getting into the homosexuality or transgenderism they have completely changed the the role like that. i really like having somebody to depend on <laughs> it's, it's a whole lot nicer isn't it i'm very old school <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, and the thing is, is it's, you know, we depend. I depend just as much on her as she depends on me. I probably depend a lot more on her. I, I wouldn't wear clean clothes all the time and have clean dishes. <laughs> I was horrible at that, you know. But she cares for that stuff, you know. She takes pride in all that. You know, I, I'd much rather just try to take care of something, fix it real quick, and move on. But um, you know, it's definitely a role that between the two that has to come together and you both play your specific roles and that doesn't mean that some of the stuff doesn't change up but in in reality here we have sorrow and and i think a lot of that sorrow comes from the idea of the protection and now the the, the providing you're going to actually really have to work really really hard all right so you have the cursed ground uh, you have the sorrow he makes a comment here about dust thou shalt return there at the end. This is obviously, you know, for everybody. I, I, at one point, I really believe that there wasn't, I don't know how he was going to handle population control, but we can no longer live in this sin-cursed body and walk into paradise with God. And that's what's happened here. This is that separation. Man and, and woman have separated themselves from what God actually intended. So we're now realizing, Adam and Eve <clears throat> is now realizing how fragile life really is. Because now they have to worry about death and what is to come and what is going to happen. Um, we used to be able to walk side by side with God in the garden, right? Because that was when God come down and found them and was talking to them 
You know, I believe that there was that relationship in the garden. And how amazing would that be? To have that ability to just wake up in the morning and meet God around the apple tree and just enjoy him. Now with the sin-cursed world, we have bodies that can't even physically stand in his presence. What happened to Moses when he met him on the Mount Sinai? Yeah, you know, um, they couldn't even go into the temple uh, except for certain times, you know, because of the glory of God, the Shekinah glory. And that just goes to show how different we, we used to be able to stand in the presence of God in the Garden of Eden to now back to the dust. Just in a matter of a few decisions, everything has changed so dramatically. And this is what the world, this idea that we have any ability to do it on our own is absurd. They're not, they didn't even study this part. Because the same body that God created is the same body that he's kicking out of Garden of Eden. It's not like he went down and made them look differently. But because of the sin, the sin in and of itself is what made that our body <coughs> incompatible with the glory of God. And so Christians teaching that it really doesn't matter what kind of lifestyle you live, Jesus loves you anyway, is just hogwash. So, we're going to move over to 21. Someone read verse 21 for me. Chapter 3. Chapter 3, yes. I got it. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. What happened here? had to be a sacrifice. That's right. This is the first sacrifice. Fig leaves weren't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> the laundry started. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is when laundry began. <laughs> this is the first murder in the Bible. This is the first act of killing an innocent. innocent. Uh, this is the first Shedding of blood. Okay. And then this is the first innocent life. What does all this sound like? Jesus. That's what to come, right? Because he already, he already talked about the bruising of the heel, talked about the, the head wound, talked about the Savior that is to come. We talked about, we read about the gospel and all of this, right? So here is the start, the start of all that. 
right? Um, here's uh, another thing, and, and you kind of make poking out about the leaves. You have the leaves, which Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves to make themselves presentable in the eyes of God. Did God, was God okay with that? No. No. God clothed them his way with his works. Man's works are not adequate in the sight of God. And this is the very first sight of that, very first picture that it doesn't matter, even, even no matter what their intentions are, man's ways are not sufficient for God's ways. So the leaves, leaves are an example or man's work or way, right? And then the skin is God's. So you also have the concept that God covers his way that the naked body is now perceived as sinfulness. So it makes sense why the world would move towards unmodest apparel these days. Right? Because of what it causes and what it does. The idea of modesty the idea of there's a particular way to dress that is pleasing to God and unpleasing to God, all of which the world throws out. Whatever suits you. Well, what was good enough for Adam and Eve was not good enough for God. So just with the idea of the leaves versus the skin, we see the lesson that it does matter to God. Because God could have been accepting of the leaves. He's God, right? He, God can decide whatever it is. He could have been completely fine with that. But he wasn't. It didn't work. Of course, the reason that it didn't work, because it needed to be that symbol of what was to come, pulling a, a, a leaf off of a tree is not symbolic of... Imagine... Because when you go throughout the Old Testament, we know of the offerings, right? The sin sacrifice, the spotless lamb, right? All those pictures of the types of Christ that we just preached on. And all of that would be for naught if you took the idea of the shedding of the blood from an innocent out of that. I mean, you imagine how different the offerings would be if all they had to do was pull leaves off of a tree and give them to the priest. <laughs> You know, I know all of it may, it's weird, but listen, God has a way and he's solid throughout the whole Old Testament with this particular way. He told Adam and Eve, this is what was going to happen. This is what's coming all through the Old Testament. God starts with the sacrifice and shedding of innocent blood. But we want to take all that away and say, well, the Old Testament really doesn't matter the sacrifices were barbaric. However you want to do that, man, the way man does it is fine. 
But just, we're not even out of the third chapter of Genesis yet. And we're already debunking about every belief system that is taught today. And that's what I love about these studies is we're realizing that Christianity is not really taking to heart the truth of the word of God. Because if you honestly, honestly took to heart the word of God, there is no way that you could sit here and look at just the leaves and the skin and say, God's okay with you doing it the way that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. We'd have stayed with leaves. And, he, and we would not have had the, the sacrifices throughout the Old Testament. We wouldn't have had any of that. Adam and Eve's whole story shows us that only God's way works to cover sin. So once you get the idea that only God can decide, then that removes every other issue from here on out. So when people say, you know, it's not that big of a deal if I do this. It was a big deal for God. Then, when you study the Old Testament sacrifices, if you didn't do it the way God said to do it, he didn't accept it. God expects a lifestyle. He expected Adam and Eve to live by his word, and they get eternity. So when we decide to live however we want to live and try to fit God into that, we're not doing what we should have been doing. Any comments, questions? Everyone's very quiet today. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it makes sense because if he kicked them out of the garden when they did wrong, why would we think that there's like, and I've said that before, people are just like, and like, well, that was, like, it's just a Bible story, so... But no, they were the first people, and look, when they when they disobeyed, there was. Yeah. They just, they don't, I guess people just don't want to. It's the whole accountability thing. They don't want to be accountable. Yeah, and they want to take. You had something. It's, it's kind of like that. You know, I've sinned, but oh, I'll go to church Sunday and everything will be all right. Yeah. Right. Well, and that, well, you know, there's people that are a whole lot worse than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're probably right. And there's a whole lot of people that are a lot better than than you mm-hmm. are. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's like you guys said, they, they want to bypass the consequence. You know, they want to say, well, you know, Jesus loves us. And you're exactly right. God loves us. God took, he created us and gave us the whole world. And when we messed up, he gave us redemption. He offered us redemption. That is his love. That is his grace. But in between redemption, there's the the... The penalty, the cost, which is this sin-cursed world, and no longer do we have paradise. And you're right. People want the paradise, and they want the redemption, but they don't want they don't want their consequence. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's interesting to see that this idea here of you know Christianity is all about living your way, you know. You and God's got this thing figured out, but I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve are going, what? What's wrong with these leaves? I can wear this to church. 
Yeah, we we, we we cannot fully wrap our mind around a godly being. Just can't. And that's what we constantly want to try to I mean and you hear people figuring things out for God. Well, I don't really think that's what God meant. I don't really think God needs someone that's uh telling him what he meant. <laughs> telling him what he meant. Yeah. An interpreter or something, you know. I don't know. It's it's crazy. If I ever start, well, this is. I know this is what he said, but in all reality, this is probably what he meant. No, I, I'm starting on a really bad. God knows my heart. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, God knows, God my, knows my heart. Yeah, he does, and that's the scary part about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you're portraying it, you know. All right, so verses 22 through 24. Um, someone want to read those for me? And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to, the gra- to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubim, and a flaming sword which turned every way, the way of the tree of life. All right, so here's my, and, and, and speak up if you think that I'm completely wrong on this, because I'm not, not exactly sure where I fall on this whole concept. It almost to me seems like the tree is what was giving because there's two trees, the good and evil, and then the tree of life. All right. So in this situation, with God saying, "Listen, we've got to remove them so they won't partake of the tree and 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 have eternal life," it almost seems to me as if eating of the tree is what God used to grant the ability of eternal life. Does that sound crazy? So I don't know why else He would be need to bar them from the tree to. To and remove it, says, it and live forever. So. Yes. Okay. So in my mind, my infinite, or not infinite, my finite mind, finite, not infinite. <laughs> my finite mind, I, I picture the idea that this tree was something that they ate from. And now I know the power comes from God. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there's an actual tree that gives this power, but God gave, gave it through the tree however that was done. Okay. But... That gave them the eternal life, which is kind of how it, it does here. So, again, I may be completely wrong uh, on that. And if anybody has a, a better example of that, then please film. But that, that's how it, it works in my head. But either way, um, I, I think there are three reasons that they were separated from this tree. All right? The first reason, the easiest one, is death was part of the curse. So no tree, no death, which is from reading that, it just, I get that feeling that that is the tree. All right? So the tree was removed. They were barred from the tree. One, 
because death was part of the curse. So we had to remove whatever it was. Uh, did everybody get their salt thing? I forgot to pass that around. Anybody have any? Did we, it may have passed around. I just I was late. Money bag. Money bag. Um, the second reason is now listen. The original argument the devil used was um, God don't want you to eat of the tree of, of, of knowledge because he, then you'll become like him, right? All right. So man has this problem with trying to place himself as a God. By removing that, God shows that he is God and that everlasting life is dependent upon God. Right? Because if man thinks I can do this without God, I don't need God. But now the tree's gone. Then that idea of dust to dust sets in and, and that lets us know that God is the power for eternal life. Which sets up for the need for Jesus Christ. Right? Um, so, you know, it also proves to you, proves to Adam and Eve that the devil is just that as a liar. He'll say whatever he'll say. Um, and lastly, the third reason, he removed the tree to save us. <coughs> now follow me in this. We are now in a body that is no longer acceptable to God, right? Because he just covered us. He said we have to have Jesus Christ to make it in heaven. If we lived eternally... In that body, could we ever, ever rejoin that relationship with God? Right? We had to change. So if we never died, our bodies would never change. There would have been no Christ redemption plan. Right? Because if we're not going to die, then our old bodies are not going to die and our new bodies raised. No forgiveness of sins. Right? No heaven, no new earth, just an everlasting life without God and with the thorns and thistles. Does that make sense? So in all reality, the moving of the removing of the tree was for our benefit to bring us back into a relationship with Christ or with God. That we had just lost. Because if we stayed living forever, none of that would have happened. So you have this whole this whole thing. Um, of course, the driving them out was really based upon that one was was to show his mercy and his grace, because none of Jesus Christ would have happened had he left them in there with a tree of eternal life. Right? They had to go out. They had to go through all that. <laughs> Siri have something to say on that? So this entire thing is based upon, um, is try, try tied to these two, two trees. So if you... If you if you trust God, right? 
you live. All right? If you disobey, then you're condemned. And this, this <coughs> is what is your choice. All right? Now, I think Christianity has, American Christianity has changed to the, the your, your choice is the, you know, if you want to be condemned or not, but it's not. You're, the choice here is... you're going to trust or disobey that's what determines you cannot disobey the word of god and live free yeah it's impossible god gives us the free choice to obey or disobey not what to obey or disobey it's 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 an all or nothing shot people And that's what American Christianity has decided to pick and choose. And, and that's, that's why we have all these different denominations, these so-called Christian. I'm not even going to get into the ones that aren't Jesus denominations, right? Christian denominations. E even all the different spinoffs of, of Baptists, okay? It's because this right here. Pick and choose. This particular thing is being taught. I don't like it. I'm, I'm going to leave. Sadly, more people leave church because they're upset than they do because that they're they're led somewhere else. Okay, I mean there are those situations where churches are going the wrong way. And listen, as a member of Hilltop Baptist Church. If I see a direction that Hilltop is, is heading, it is my job to fight that direction as a wrong direction. If I see that Hilltop's heading down a wrong direction, any direction right now, if, if I see that they're, they're following down an incorrect biblical direction, it's my job to do the best that I can to stop that from happening. I do know that there are there is a period of time that does that there's nothing you can do about it. And so you have to make that decision. And ultimately that decision typically tends to be, it's time to leave. This church is no longer following the things of God. And so you move, you move on. Okay. Those are the right reasons. Um, of course, you know, what's, what's happening with temple and some other churches, you know, there's not much you can do in, in those situations. Okay. There, but you stay on as long as you can. Went down with the trying to do what you do <laughs> when you get down to yeah. the bow you're kind of like okay okay again right reason also if you have a skill and an ability um, that you're not able to use in a particular church and there are churches that need that skill or ability okay I believe God can direct a person to go fill that elsewhere it's just like preachers you know Cody and all them they, they grow up and preachers and their goal is to be a pastor which I don't know why because church people are bad people <laughs> very annoying we are annoying people 
So at some point, they will be led to a church to pastor, you know, like with my brother and all that kind of stuff, you know. But getting angry because someone sits in your pew on Sundays and you find another church is not the right way. Um, so, you know, we have to be careful about the reasoning that we leave. Now, I, I'm, again, I'm not going to say that there aren't legit reasons to leave. I don't believe the legit reasons happen in 24-hour period and you're gone before Sunday rolls back around, okay? Um, so it... it, it you're mad. Yeah. Then you're mad. Yeah, that's that knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, who knows? But I'm not saying, you know, there, there comes a point that, that people are moved and God directs elsewhere, you know, but we make the choice to trust and, and, and obey God. All right? We make that choice. I think I'm going to wait. We'll cover, cover the cherubim number 24 next week because there's some dispensation stuff that I'd like to show the last Adam versus the, or the first Adam versus the, the last Adam. What did you say the second reason was? Second reason for what? Or the disobeying, then you talk about man trying to place himself above God. You were given the three reasons. Uh, the three reasons that um, the tree was removed. Yeah. Um, death was part of the curse to yeah. show God is God and that we are dependent on Him for or for eternal life. And then the third one was to actually to save us. And then the whole, the whole idea of to follow the tr to follow God's word or not to follow God was shown in the choosing to eat the tree or not eat the tree. 